Okay. Well, good morning, everyone. Um, I've been through, or we've been, my wife and I have been through a month of uh, challenging times, as some of you know. Uh, she's been through um, a thyroid operation and really thank God that uh, it was caught early. The cancer was caught really early, uh, stage one. And so because of that, the margins are all clear. And uh, so they've removed the thyroid and it's not spread to any other part of the body. She doesn't need any further treatment, no chemo, no other radiation or anything. She's back to normal. I think she'll be stronger than before and uh, be able to lift me up. And, and so she, she has been really supported by the church, you know. We are so thankful and appreciative to the church for what you all have done. And so I'm going to invite her to come up just to say a few words, few words <laughs> oh, 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 over here. Uh, he was very nervous. Say, how long will you take? <laughs> uh, I just want to um, share about, uh, to thank everyone who has uh, really uh, prayed uh, me through. And uh, truly, truly, um, you know, on the 15th, it was so fast. Everything happened so fast. On the 15th of um, February, it was a Monday, and my biopsy on the two nodules came back. And uh, one of that had uh, cancer cells. And actually, I was in the midst of quiet time, finishing off my message for uh, Wednesday ladies' meeting. And then my uh, surgeon called. And, um, and the peace of God was uh, upon me, really. And he says, do you want to think about it? I say, no, we'll, we'll go through surgery. And the surgery was scheduled to be on first, um, um, a few days later, Thursday. And in the midst of, um, actually, in the midst of um, all these uh, things, when you receive um, news like that, um, how do you react to it? But I, I actually was prepared um, when I um, had the ultrasound saying that uh, they are suspicious cells. I've already read my um, uh, read and uh, memorized scriptures, healing scriptures, going through all the battle, all done. So um, when I receive the confirmation, it's like you surround yourself um, in the presence of God. I, I know I sound really funny, but um, I'm very, very thankful that I can speak. It's monotone. Um, and that was the first thing I wanted to test to uh, make sure that um, the voice wasn't affected. And the next one was that um, uh, singing, that I could sing. My surgeon said, it will take you quite some time before you can sing, but I could sing. But that was the first thing I did when I came out. So I really, really want to thank you all um, to, uh, for the prayers because it really I could actually feel uh, your prayers. And that's how... God really manifested himself to me, um, his love to me, through you all, through your care and so on. And I, I should, I, I don't know whether I should, no, God said I shouldn't crack this joke. But I was telling my husband on the night after receiving, I was actually quite excited about going through the operation. It's very funny. Why I was excited is because I asked God, do I have to go through this operation? I know you can just like that. And the whole thing will disappear. And he did it for Hokpu and Brida, Uncle, uh, uh, Uncle Hokpu and Brida. Um, all the lumps went. And I, but he says that 
if your arm causes you to sin, cut it off. If your eyes cause you to sin, pluck it out. So if your thyroid is giving you a problem, cut it off. <laughs> so I said, okay. Then the next excitement thing came was that, oh, I get a chance to go to heaven. You know, you read a lot of stories about people going to heaven in the operation table. I was so excited to see, I could see God face to face. So I was so excited before I sleep, I asked him, uh, do you mind if I go to heaven? I don't want to come back. <laughs> then he said that he thought for a while. He said that, you know, many people are going to be so disappointed because <laughs> they've already prayed so hard for you and you don't want to come back. Think of what you're doing to their faith. <laughs> so, I said, okay. <laughs> so, but um, when I first came out, I said, I didn't get to go to heaven, you know, <laughs> I didn't see God, but I tested my voice, oh, my voice is there, and everything is there, I was very happy, there was no pain, um, I could eat, I could drink, um, but I had pain in swallowing uh, the saliva, it's very strange, but the Lord saw me through, and I didn't see God face to face like this, but I saw God through all of your prayers, and all the a soup and so on uh, that you have done, and the food, the ladies uh, scheduled uh, for, um, themselves to cook for me. And of course, a week after my operation, he had his vertigo attack, um, which is almost double whammy. I was barely, uh, barely could manage. But when he has his attack, I was well enough to look after him. And then uh, after his attack was gone, he um, then I was down again. Then he was well enough to look after me. <laughs> so it was, um, you could feel the the prayers of the church and the love of uh, all of you all. And that is the healing. The, the thing that really healed me was the love. And that's how I see that um, God actually manifested himself um, his face to me through the love and to the prayers. Thank you very much. See, I didn't take that long. Thank you. Thank you. Well, please continue to pray for me because uh, my vertigo is, is kind of up and down, you know, some good days and some not so good days. Uh, so uh, tomorrow I'll, I'm actually going to see Wai Fung, our guitarist. He's uh, it's, it's really funny because I remember interviewing him and I said, uh, you're a neuro neurologist. He says, yes, he's a neurologist. And I said, I, I hope I'll never have to see you professionally, you know. And now I'm, I'm going to see him uh, tomorrow just to check me up to see, you know, put the screw back in. Yeah. But praise God, today I'm well enough to preach. And uh, I'm just going to rely on God to steady my head. And uh, I, I can't make sudden turns, all right? So let's pray. Father, thank you for um, your presence here with us. Thank you for your grace, which is sufficient for us. Lord, thank you that we are strengthened in our weakness. When we are weak, then we are strong. But you said that when we are strong in ourselves, then we are truly weak. So we rely on you and we invite your presence into your word. May it touch and reach the hearts of your people and cover this place with your blood in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's good to see Lipmore and Susan back from 
where is that? Uh, Byron Bay, yeah. Um, but they still connect with us, you know, through the internet. So let's go on to our message. We are um, talking today about the power of gratitude. Gratitude, all right? And what has gratitude to do with eating? Well, you know, in America, they have a day called Thanksgiving Day, which uh, is not present in other countries. Because uh, America, uh, being so-called Christian country, they, they um, have consecrated a day to thank the Lord for their provisions, for all that God has done for them. And I think that's uh, the reason why America prospered so much in those days, because they really honored the Lord and thanked God for everything. And, uh, you know, and so today we are going to look at why we, why do we say grace before meals? You, you will realize for those who are new Christians, uh, will realize that Christians, uh, we say grace. Uh, we give thanks. Actually, I don't know why they use the word say grace, uh, but basically we thank the Lord for the food that we have. And I think the reason why we say grace or we thank the Lord before meals is because Jesus himself did it. The scriptures are given there. We won't have time to refer to it. But Jesus, he broke bread. Um, and and when, when the child, when the kid came with uh, um, how many? Two, five. I often get confused. Is it five loaves, two fish, or two fish and five loaves? <laughs> so, anyway, when Jesus was given the fish and loaves, he broke it and he gave thanks. And then every time before meals, Jesus would uh, give thanks, even when he resurrected and the two disciples uh, on, the, on the way to Emmaus, he broke bread with them and he gave thanks. So, Jesus did it. Paul practiced it, and then the early church, it was a practice, and, and they practiced it before and after the meal. Now we only say before the meal, but Tertullian, who is a, a church uh, father, early church father and historian, wrote that uh, the early church uh, really emphasized on it. In fact, they, they were very strict about that. And uh, in 1 Timothy 4.5, it says that um, our, the food is sanctified by the Word of God and by prayer. And, uh, you know, Evelyn constantly prays as, uh, that, Lord, thank you for this food. Add no toxin, fat, or sugar, or unnecessary chemicals into my body, cleanse and sanctify the food. <laughs> but, uh, so, saying grace is an expression of a thankful heart. We um, say grace because we are thankful to the Lord for the provision. It's an acknowledgement that God is the ultimate source of everything that we have, all right? And um, so that's why we say grace is a public declaration 
as well. Sometimes we are shy to say grace in public, but uh, it's okay because we are actually acknowledging God as the ultimate source of everything we have. And it also reflects our, on our reliance on Him that we do not rely on ourselves for all our provision. Actually, as I ponder um, about life on earth, everything that we have has come from God, right? Even the richest person, you know, it, all the resources that we, we make, cars, we make plastic, we make... Every, but they, where, where uh, does all the uh, raw materials come from? They come from the ground, from the earth. And, and it's all provided by God. God has provided all the resources, the oxygen that you are breathing in right now, it comes from God. Imagine God switches off the, <laughs> the oxygen, <laughs> we are all dead, you know. So no, no one can boast about how great they are, how intelligent, even Elon Musk, <laughs> who is so super clever, cannot boast that, uh, you know, he, he doesn't need anything. He, we are just one breath away from eternity. Can you imagine that? Just take away your breath and you're gone. So we really rely so much on God for our sustenance and, and existence. You know, one common remark, I've been in ministry now for over 40 years, and I've interacted and counseled lots of parents and kids and, you know, o over all these years. And one common um, remark that uh, comment from parents is, my children are so ungrateful. Uh, you know, I, I think it rings a bell in some of you parents. I have sacrificed so much and done so much for them and this is what I get in return. They have no sense of respect or gratitude. Is that, does that ring a bell? Yeah? It's very quiet, right? <laughs> I, I'm sure it does. And then, when I talk to kids, I wish my mom and dad, especially mom, you know, wouldn't bark me so much. Wish she would just leave me alone to grow up. They just don't understand me. They expect so much from me. Kids, correct? Yeah? Yeah. Reluctantly, they say yes. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we have these opposite views. And in, in some ways, both are right. And um, parents, we are so anxious for, for our kids. We really... Uh, and especially tiger mums or tiger dads. More, more mum than dad. Dads just don't care, okay? Just take out the money, whatever you need. <laughs> That's it. But it's the mum who is really the anxious one because they love their children so much and they really want them to grow up well. And, and so sometimes because of our over-anxiousness, you know, we, we put so much pressure on the kids and we, we, you know, just focus on what's wrong. You know, you're, you're not getting this right, not right. And, you know, like my daughter, when she had, I, I've mentioned before, 98% uh, in her exams, 
I just asked her, what happened to the 2%, you know? <laughs> so, instead of focusing on the 98% that she did well in, we, we focus on the negatives. We, we are always uh, negative, always finding fault with what's wrong, what's wrong. Both sides, right? And so, I think the real cure to this uh, problem in the home and to foster relation, good relations, is for us to learn to be thankful, for us to change our attitude, change our approach uh, in handling each other, in uh, be it husband and wife or, or parents and kids. So we are going to look at the meaning of gratitude in Hebrew here. Uh, Hebrew word for Gratitude is hakarat hatov, which uh, is, it means literally recognizing the good that is already yours. All right? Recognizing the good that is already yours. Having a thankful heart, basically. And in, in um, uh, Philemon, and this is the word that I gave to Jerusha and John yesterday at the wedding, it says that the sharing or communication of our faith may become effective by the acknowledging of every good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus. In other words, our faith becomes more effective, our sharing of faith becomes more effective when we begin to acknowledge and recognize and draw out the good things that are in us in Christ Jesus. But we tend to draw out the worst out of people. We tend to irritate them so much. Says fathers, you know, and mothers, do not provoke your children unto wrath. But, you know, oh, we are very good at that. I, I, I was very good at that. Uh, Chara, sorry about that, you know. But uh, we, we're always looking at all their negatives. It doesn't mean that you can't bring up what's wrong, right? But I think it's the, it's the spirit. It's the attitude. And uh, we tend to, to always focus on the negative. It's, it's okay to tell them what's wrong, but if you keep bugging it and, and uh, bring doing it out of a wrong spirit, then it becomes very negative and it doesn't express the gratitude we have for one another. And the more gratitude we express, the more we are able to draw out the good things in people. We can say, thank you. Oh, thank you, darling, for the wonderful meal, even though it's slightly burned, never mind, you know. <laughs> thank you for this uh, food, thank you for uh, washing up, for mopping the floor, thank you. We, we, we don't, you know, being Asian especially, we <laughs> tend not, I, I don't recall my parents ever thanking me for doing anything. Maybe I didn't do anything, you know, <laughs> those days. We had servants. <laughs> but I don't, I, I can't remember a time when my dad or my mom thanked me for, for anything, really, you know, even when I grew up, um, 
and, and pushed her around in a wheelchair and all that. I don't hear a word of thanks because that's the Asian culture. We, we, we take it for granted. We say, inkoi, you know, in, in Cantonese, or it's your duty to do that. And so we don't thank our kids. And kids and, and parents, we don't raise up our children in this culture of being grateful and, and thanking, right? We, um, and, and we'll go into that in a, in a moment. But uh, where are we now? Let's see. Is that okay? So this hakarat hatov, uh, gratitude, is with gratitude people acknowledge the goodness in their lives, helps people feel more positive uh, emotions, relish good experiences, improve their health, deal with adversity. So with this, this month of challenges that we've been through, uh, you know, I could be griping and, and complaining and say, no, 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 Chris, don't put me to preach. I, I can't preach. And, but, you know, I, I just want to have a thankful heart because we take, take things for granted. And, and the more thankful we are, we are able to deal with adversity because we are then focusing on the positive, focusing on uh, what God has blessed us with rather than, than the challenges that we are facing at the moment. So it improves your health, it de- to, uh, helps you to deal with adversity and helps you to build strong relationships. This is what uh, Hakarat, Hatov means in Hebrew. How, how good is that? You know, when we go into the Hebrew meaning of words, it really helps us to see, uh, it encapsulates the true meaning of uh, thankfulness, of being grateful, all right? And so, but from the neuroscience, I'm going to see the neurologist, so I thought I better bring some neuroscience element in here. I don't know if uh, Wai Fong is, is watching this right now, but uh, I, I've done some research that on, on this attitude of uh, gratitude, all right? Um, so gratitude is gr- gr- gratis attitude. So we'll look into that. But gratitude is a natural antidepressant. <laughs> For those who are depressed, try gratitude. Try thanking, all right? The effects of gratitude when practiced daily can be almost the same as medications. It produces a feeling of long-lasting happiness and contentment, the psychological basis of which lies at the neurotransmitter level, all right? We have have a doctor here, uh, Dr. Stephen Tell me if I'm wrong, but <laughs> this is what I got from the internet. And uh, so it has to be right, all right? Miss Dr. Google has to be right. Uh, it says that when we express gratitude and receive the same, our brain releases dopamine and serotonin, the two crucial neurotransmitters, and they make us feel good. They enhance our mood immediately, making us feel happy from the inside. All right? Is that right, doctor? Yeah, yeah. Praise God. I I got a doctor here to back me up. 
And then it says, by consciously practicing gratitude every day, we can help these neuro, uh, new, neural pathways to strengthen themselves and ultimately create a permanent, grateful and positive nature within ourselves. All right? So, not just from a, a spiritual level do we benefit from having a grateful heart, but from the uh, chemical point of view, from the uh, physiological, biological point of view, your body actually, by you being thankful, uh, having an, a thankful attitude in everything that you face, um, you actually produce good health within yourself because it's producing these right chemicals that make you feel good. And, uh, you know, this uh, thing, is, is, it really helps you when we begin to, uh, in all, it says, in all circumstances, give thanks to God. It doesn't say for all circumstances. It says in. In other words, we don't thank the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for cancer. Thank you, Lord, for this disease. We don't thank the Lord because this is not from God, right? Cancer and disease and all this, the, uh, my uh, vertigo, it's not from God. I, I don't thank God for it. It's the worst. I tell you, uh, when I had this attack of vertigo where the whole world is spinning and it's like uh, being seasick in a, in a boat times a hundred, all right? It's, it's the real, I don't wish it upon anyone, really. It's a feeling like you've been to hell and back. Can you imagine if you're in hell 24-7, non-stop, the, everything is spinning? It's, it's really, really bad. And so I've really, as a result, as a result of this experience, I really don't want to go to hell. Right? And I hope you, you too, right? So you better believe in Jesus today. If you don't come to the Lord through love, maybe through fear. It's, it's terrible. It's real bad, terrible experience where even when your eyes are closed, the, your whole world is spinning, right? And you feel like throwing out nausea, nauseous kind of feeling. And uh, Evelyn's had it twice. She had to, we had to call the ambulance to take her because she was throwing out nonstop. Thank God she's well now. And so, uh, but in all circumstances, even when you're going through challenges, we are to give thanks. It's more easy to gripe and complain than to give thanks when we are going through these challenges. Now, is there a biblical story to back what I'm saying? Uh, yes, there is. And, and this is taken from the uh, story in the Bible in Luke chapter 17. We will go into that in a moment. Of the ten lepers, right, who were healed by Jesus. This is not a parable. This actually happened. Jesus was walking around and there were ten lepers from a distance, who called out to him. And so we read the passage here in Luke chapter 17. And as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance. 
and lifted up their voices saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And uh, when he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. It's uh, interesting to see that uh, only one out of ten uh, had that kind of thankful heart and attitude, all right? And over the years of ministry, I, I've seen that uh, many Christians actually are not very grateful to God for the things that He has done for them. And, uh, and me included sometimes, you know, I, I gripe and complain and, and all that. But uh, when I, I receive blessings from the Lord, I, I don't take that effort to really praise and thank God. But one of them did. And it's, it's the mi minority, actually, that does the right thing. Because um, even when God sent out the 12 spies to spy the land, two out of 12 saw the positive. The 10 saw the giants, all right? And uh, the 10 saw the giants that they were like grasshoppers, but the two saw the fruit, saw the, the possibilities of what God can do through us. And, and so, you know, let's not be the majority. Let's be the minority, the remnant that the Bible talks about, that we would be the remnant church. And Jesus is coming back for the remnant, for those who are having this kind of attitude, the right positive attitude. And in, in the parable of the ten virgins, five were ready for Jesus. They, they had the Holy Spirit, the, the oil with them, but five were not ready and they were locked out of the kingdom. And so we want to make sure that uh, even though we are Christians, that we are the remnant. We are the ready ones with the right spirit and the right heart. Let's see, continue to see what happens in this story here in Luke 17. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, were not ten cleansed? Where, uh, where are the nine? Right? And um, it's interesting to see that uh, the Samaritans who are the rejects of society, <laughs> they tend to be, the, the humble ones, tend to be the ones with the right spirit and attitude. But the nine who were Jews, they kind of take things for granted. And uh, then we see, was no one found? to return and give praise to God except this foreigner. He calls him foreigner, you know, Samaritan. He's half Jew. Uh, and he said to him, rise up and go your way. Your faith has made you well. Now, it's interesting to see here that all the ten were healed, right? Cleansed or healed from the leprosy. But yet when the one who came back to give thanks, Jesus says that your faith has made you well. I thought he was already well, just as the nine have been made well. But if you look at the uh, 
um, Hebrew, or, or rather the Greek meaning of the word well, um, it's actually the word sozo, which is the same word as salvation or saved. Alright? So, some um, Bibles interpret it as you have been made whole or made well um, or made strong or you have been saved. Alright? So, we, we want to examine it uh, to see how as a result of giving, coming to Jesus with a thankful, grateful heart uh, and, and thanking God, how thanking God makes us whole or saved. Apart from just being physically healed. This word sozo means save, keep safe, preserve, rescue, made well or whole. Now, this is found, uh, this word sozo actually uh, predates the, uh, the Bible. It's found in writings of Homer in the 8th century BC, used in the sense of deliverance from danger and preservation. So you are saved, you are rescued, taken out from something that is really bad. So thankfulness, um, we are going to look at the things that thankfulness saves us from. All right, the, the, the benefits of being thankful and having a grateful heart. Number one is that it saves us from self-centeredness and helps us to focus on God, not on ourselves and our problems. Because people are generally self-centered. <laughs> you know, generally when I talk to people, uh, around the world, um, most of the conversation when I talk to them is focused on themselves. <laughs> they don't ask you, how are you, you know? But they will tell you, oh, all about themselves. And, uh, you know, and, and then uh, at the end, they, they might just say, oh, oh by the way, <laughs> how, how are you? But that's how our nature generally is we are so self-centered, so selfish because of the original sin in uh, the Garden of Eden. Eve was just so focused on herself, on her taste, you know. So be careful if you have gluttony, all right? You uh, like food. It's good to like food, but uh, if your love of food is greater than love of Jesus uh, or, or the Word of God, then be careful, because uh, it can lead you like uh, Eve into, into sin. And, and so here we see that thankfulness saves us from self-centeredness and helps us to begin to focus on God, on His kingdom. It says, see ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and everything else will be added to us. Why, why did Jesus say that? Because He knows that we are all so self-centered. And the, the, the solution to our self-centeredness is to focus on God and His righteousness. And then God will take care of your needs as you begin to do that. And also, it saves us from that sense of entitlement. Take, begin to take things for granted. You know, we uh, who are healthy, 
we take for granted our legs, our hands, until you injure your arm or your, your legs, then you realise, oh dear, you know, uh, how precious that one little finger is or that toe or, uh, you know, your, your even having a stable, focused mind, you just take it for granted until you hit with vertigo and, and, and then you're so appreciative when things look normal, all right? When, when you are able to walk about and, and eat normally, we, we take all these things for granted. How, you know, have we ever thanked thank God that I have a nose that smells, that breathes, tongue that can taste chakratia, whether it's good or bad, you know, and, and I'm able to see, I'm able to bend, I'm able, all these things we take for granted. But you know, parents, as parents, we, we tend to spoil our children. Everything they want, we just give to them, give to them. And then they grow up with this sense of entitlement. That, oh, I'm entitled to this. I'm, I take this for granted. The moment uh, uh, they, they can't play with their iPad, they scream and yell. And then you say, okay, okay, give it to you, you know. So they, they begin to grow up with this sense of entitlement. Everything they want is at their fingertips. And so they, are not, they, they grow up without being thankful. That's why I encourage parents, take your children to third world countries. Take them to PMMT, to the Philippines, to see how children are starving there. The kind of homes they live in, in shacks, cardboard houses, you know. And, and they are not quibbling about the quality of food. If they even have a dry, crusty bread to eat, they are already thankful. But we in the West, our children grow up in comfort, in uh, opulence, and so we wonder when they grow up why their attitude is like that. Why is it that they are not thankful and we, we complain about their attitude? But actually, we parents, <laughs> we, we have created that. We have given everything they want, just pour into them because we love them so much and because we can afford it. But that's, that's not good. We have to bring them up in a culture of thankfulness, to be thankful for every little thing that they receive, all right? And to thank people for the things that uh, they give to us. I'm thankful for this shirt that someone gave to me the last few days, you know? I, I've been so blessed by, by people. So, thankfulness saves us from broken relationships affirms people and makes them feel appreciated and recognized, right? Many of us, we have broken relationships because we, we tend to be negative, we tend to be critical. And, and so, it, you can't go wrong by being thankful, right? You, no matter how nasty that guy is to you, if you're just thankful, <laughs> the, their God will come down and, you know, you'll begin to, to, to heal in relationships. You be, if, if you are uh, apologetic, you're, you're sorry for uh, hurting them or whatever, and if you're thankful, that's the key to good relationships. As simple as that. No need to go for long seminars on relationships and 
buy books on relationship. Just be thankful, just be humble, and you will build good relationships. Uh, it will save you. Thankfulness saves you from a negative, critical, uh, griping, bitter spirit. All right? And replacing it with contentment and peace. In 1 Timothy 6, 6, it, it says that uh, uh, contentment, godliness with contentment is great gain. Really great gain. All right? Next, contentment saves us from confusion and disorientation. So I, I need to be more thankful then. I won't be so disoriented, you know. But uh, when we, because the verse in Proverbs 3, 6 says, when we acknowledge, when we thank God in all our ways, He will direct our paths. He will make clear the path that you are to take. I, I believe that if you are a thankful person, uh, you won't need to ask people, ask your pastor, what is God's will for my life? Many of us are, are, are struggling with that. Lord, please show me your will, show me your will. But if you have a thankful heart, thankful disposition, thankful attitude, uh, God will, will direct your paths. He will show you the way that you are to go because we acknowledge Him in all our ways. You know, when you... Um, buy a new book, you, you turn to the first few pages, you see acknowledgement. <laughs> in other words, you are thanking those people who have helped you in the writing of this book. So when we acknowledge God in all our ways, it means we are thanking God. God, you are in control of my life. You are uh, leading me in the right path. Thank you that you have given me this job. Thank you for my nasty boss that I have. Thank you, Lord, for, you know, my, my uh, so-called wife, uh, good wife, all right? This, despite the nagging and all that. Thank you for her nagging even, all right? Thank you for uh, this husband of mine, you know, he's a bit rough and all that. Never mind. Thank you, Lord, for begin to have this kind of attitude of thanking God and then you will begin to see your way through clearly. And thankfulness heals you uh, of doubt and unbelief. It saves you from doubt and unbelief because it says that in the uh, earlier uh, verse that I read in Luke 17, it says your faith has made you whole or well or saved. All right? And, and so, why, uh, why, why did Jesus say that, that your faith? That he came to, to thank Jesus. Why did Jesus equate the thanking of Jesus with faith? It's because when we thank God, despite the challenges you face, in all circumstances, give thanks, it requires tremendous faith to be thanking God even when you are in the doldrums, even when you are uh, like Paul and Silas in the jail in chains, <laughs> they are praising and thanking God, all right? And so uh, it requires tremendous faith. So in other words, when you have this thankful attitude and spirit, it, it actually heals you, it actually saves you from doubt and unbelief. And it begins to create faith 
within you. If you want faith, just have a thankful heart. Then thankfulness saves you from rejection. Because when you receive something from someone, what do you say? You say thank you, right? So many of us, we are not able to receive love uh, from, from God. And, and so we, we feel rejected. Some of us have uh, been adopted by, you know, given to another family, and so you automatically feel rejected. You feel, you know, or, or you've been orphaned, or you, you, you didn't grow up with parents, and you, you feel a sense of rejection. Of maybe you've been through a few marriages, and, and you've been through rejection. But when you have a thankful heart, um, you, you begin to receive God's love. Thankfulness opens the channel to, for God to pour out His love into your heart. And it begins to heal you of the spirit of rejection. And then thankfulness develop, um, saves you from developing hardness of heart and pride, self-reliance. Many of us who are successful in life, self-made man or woman, we tend to be so reliant because we are smart. In fact, the smarter you are, the harder it is for you uh, to be used by God. God uses the foolish, it says, all right? And, and so because of pride in our heart, we think we, we, we know it all, we can do it all. But when you have a thankful heart, it, it saves you from the hardness, from this uh, self-reliant spirit that you have. And, and you begin to be humble. It teaches you humility as well, all right? So we're coming to the end of my message. The consequences, however, uh, on the opposite side of being thankful is to be a griping person, complaining. Every little thing, oh, this church too cold, too hot, too, you know, the, the worship, Roger, you're too loud, too, you know, boisterous or whatever. But, you know, we, we, we are natural complainers. But let's see what happens when we complain. It says in 1 Corinthians 10.10, 10, it says, uh, Nor complain, as some of them also complain, and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now all these things happened to them as examples. The destroyer there were serpents, all right, that came to, to bite them uh, in, the, in the desert. And Moses had to create a bronze serpent for them to be healed. says, now these things happen to them as examples um, and they were written for our admonition to teach us something. Uh, the, the Old Testament, when we read the Old Testament, don't just read it as story. They are examples for us. They are shadows, types for us to learn something from it, And so we see here that when the children of Israel murmured and complained, right? It's interesting that they use the term murmur, murmuring. It's like the murmuring of the heart. <laughs> and uh, we, we, when we complain, what happens is that when we are not thankful and we are always griping, it opens the door for the destroyer to come into our life. And it begins to eat into our life. It begins to eat into your marriage. 
into your relationships between you and your children and your community. Um, you know, it just destroys your life, destroys everything about you. And so God doesn't want us to be a community of gripers and complainers. He wants us to be thankful for every little morsel that we receive. You know that uh, uh, lady who came to Jesus and said, please heal my daughter. She's, she's sick, you know, or she had a demon possessing her. And uh, Jesus says, you know, but no, no, I w- this bread is meant for uh, uh, God's children. And, but, you know, she has this thankful, this kind of right disposition. Says, but even the morsels, even the crumbs... Is, is good enough for me. You see, she, she had that kind of attitude. And, and so when we are thankful even for the morsels, the crumbs, uh, we, sometimes we are thankful when only big, wonderful things happen to us. When nothing seems to happen uh, to us in a big way, we say, where's God? Where's God? You know, why is God not uh, blessing me? Hey, if you've got food on your table, you've got uh, strength, you are able to get out of bed, you're able to breathe normally, so many things to thank God for, all right? And if you can move your fingers right now, move your fingers, move your fingers. Thank God that you can move your fingers, right? And uh, so, so many things to thank God for and don't open the door for the destroyer to come into your life. Now, lastly, we are, if Roger and, and your uh, band, if, if, if the band can come out, I, I don't know whether you saw my notice that we are singing this song, uh, Doxology, yeah? I, I, I would like to end our service uh, right now with singing this song because it really... And, you know, summarizes everything. It really helps us to have a thankful heart. So if we can all stand and just going to sing this and and really mean it in your heart, praise God. Praise Praise God God. from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him.
just take a few moments in the quietness of this uh, sanctuary in our heart right now to thank God for the blessings. Thank God for the wonderful things He has given to us, for the children He has given you, the parents you have, for the food, for the strength Thank and you. the energy Thank you, Lord. that you have, Hallelujah. for the health that you Thank have. You. Begin to really Thank appreciate you. Him Thank and you. let all your burdens Thank you, Lord. drop off Thank you for right now. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let all our worries, thank our you, fears, thank you, Lord. our sicknesses, even thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. by thanking thank God, you, just Lord. like that leper, the thank Samaritan you, leper, we will be made whole. We will be saved from all the issues that we are facing in our life. From the rejection that you feel Or from your self-centeredness From the pride From all the negative complaining spirit that you may have Just let every burden, every negative thing Just fall off from you right now As you begin to be grateful That we give thanks to the Lord with a grateful heart. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I'll hand this time back to James. Thank you. To close the service. Roland. Um, that brings us to the end of our service. If you'd like to have prayer, if you'd like to have someone pray for you, please come to the front. We've got a team of people who'd love to pray for you. Um, I'm just going to pray to close the service. Um, Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for this time that we can come together.